podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm the mom. And I'm Mira. And I'm the daughter. And since it's October and almost Halloween, we thought we'd talk about weddings. <laughs> the scariest possible thing that could <laughs> happen to somebody. Um, <laughs> so I was talking to my friends because I was like, I don't really know what to talk about. My knowledge of weddings basically extends to like child marriage and say yes to the dress. Um, <laughs> so like social studies class in grade 11, say yes to the dress on TLC. The end. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much the end of it. I mean, like, I know people that have gotten married. Like, I follow people on Instagram that I, like, went to high school with that have gotten married and stuff. But none of, like, my friends have gotten married, you know? Mm-hmm. No one that I am close enough with where they would invite me to a wedding has gotten married. Or, like, they would consider even inviting me to a wedding has gotten married, I would say. <laughs> like, you know, it, usually I see the wedding pictures and I'm like didn't even know they were seriously dating somebody like that's how distant we are so it's you know no one who's in my intimate personal friend group is getting married thinking about marriage that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know it's just not really like on my radar I guess right now I mean more of my friends I think have kids than have gotten married or like people in my age group I should say well you know and I was thinking about it I was like why do people still get married? Like, I mean, in Canada, the, at least, common law is the same thing. Like, it, it's, you yes. know, once you live with someone long enough, it's, yeah. you're the same thing as being married. You have all the same rights, all the same tax benefits yeah, and stuff. Obligations, like, it's not different yeah. at all. Yeah, so it just made me start to think, like, what what's the... Why do we still do it? Also, does anyone enjoy attending a wedding? Like, there's anybody that's like, mm-hmm. yay, I get to go to a wedding, or is it like... Yeah, I've got a wedding this I weekend. I mean, I have a friend that's Indian, and if she invited me to her wedding, I'd be like, yeah, I'm well, definitely going like to your week-long freaking day, party with yeah. 30,000 people. <laughs> that would be something to see. I but know, right? That's I would just because, like, to like all the, observe would be so cool. <laughs> all the rituals of it are different than the yeah, standard I, white wedding. Oh, yeah. But, Western weddings are freaking boring, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, I don't know that I've ever like looked forward to attending a wedding i mean it's nice to see the people you know say their vows and that kind of thing that part's nice yeah but yeah does anybody actually like going and and it's the and the whole thing too of like why do people still do them because you know they started as a as a transaction of a father to give ownership of his daughter to her husband, yep. right? It was like, here's this public transaction happening so everybody can yep. see you this legally person. sign the paper in front of everyone of, I went from dad's last name to husband's last name, yep. and there's my official ownership This person is now her owner because yep. women were property. But we still do it. You just think it would have evolved into something else. I mean, I think that it is for younger people now because a lot of times, like, especially now during COVID, people who do still do weddings are doing, like, they get married at another time and then have a reception with all their friends and it's just like a party where they're celebrating that they got married kind of thing it's not really like a everyone has to sit down and eat a terrible meal that they think about how much they hated for the next 12 years (laughs) well and there's a lot of like I was trying to think if there's anything else in our society that is as ritualistic as a wedding like there are so many rituals when you think about it like there's the cake cutting and there's the bouquet and there's the dress and there's something old something new something borrowed something blue yeah, like it's weirdly ritualistic the bridesmaids in matching dresses and the groomsmen in matching suits and pairing them all up there's and, um yeah. weird toasts and there's I actually have this section in my notes you know, where I just wrote about how things are weird expensive you dowry you purity culture you yeah <laughs> 
like it is there it's like there, there's so many things to it where it's like okay it's time for the cake cutting like that is the ritual so now let's do that piece okay it's time for the toast it is time for the father-daughter dance it is and time it's for also the... like built up for a lot of people that a lot of times like one thing goes wrong and it devastates the thing you've just spent fifty thousand dollars on like you know it is it's an all-ruining thing for your husband to smash that cake in your face because you spent two grand on your makeup and now he's ruined your dress and like for the guests it's the most entertaining part of the evening because they're like probably i hope something goes awry to distinguish this from the other 12 weddings i attended this summer fair i mean you know somebody faints or the flower girl throws up on her shoes or something it's like ooh, that just happened now you remember janine's wedding (laughs) Right. Yeah. But other than that, they're very similar. And I know, like, the people actually having the weddings are doing, putting all this, like, thought and energy and resources into making theirs special and unique and whatever, but they're really not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, there's the, uh, you're doing your own thing or whatever, but still it's going to be, the, it's all sort of the same thing. It's very ritualized. So, yeah. And so it made me wonder, like, why are they still around? I mean, I get the whole thing of, like, okay, I'm declaring my love for this person publicly and we're tied together. But, but the can, ritual part is it's, very... It's very rarely ritualistic. No, yeah. I definitely agree. Because, like, I mean, there's even stuff where, like, you can buy towels that have I do embroidered on them. And, like, I will embroidered on them for Canada. Right. But, like, it's... Why? Why is it so, like, ingrained in our culture that it's, like... You can even get a bride all, t-shirt like, at Dollarama. Children like, know what you say at weddings yes. when you pronounce, like, they, like, why is that such a, like, why did they have to have such full-fledged wedding scenes in, like, Shrek? Like, <laughs> it was a weirdly indulgent wedding scene. It was basically yeah. say yes to the dress for Fiona. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I just, and then, and then I wonder too, so I was talking to a friend of mine today about the whole also on say yes to the dress every time i watch that it's like the bride says every little girl dreams of her wedding and i think yeah we've talked about that before where it's like i've never planned for that no me neither i'm like i never did but i was talking to a friend today and she said she did so i'm like okay because i was thinking maybe that's like more of an american thing or maybe that's just a me thing and Maybe it's a me thing because she was like, no, she she remembers totally doing that as a kid of dreaming about what her wedding would look like and stuff. But then our conversation led to my parents got married in front of a justice of the peace. My mother wore a red pantsuit and my dad wore the suit he graduated from high school in and they had their friends as two friends as witnesses. So and then my grandparents on one side, uh, my grandma was pregnant when they got married and so that was kind of a shotgun wedding and on the other side um my grandparents had both recently emigrated to Canada and so they wouldn't have had any family here they they came home I think my grandpa ran away from home and uh (laughs) and my grandma came on her own so they wouldn't have you know same thing it wouldn't have been a big thing because they would have been here kind of on their own other than with yeah, each other. Yeah, maybe our family just doesn't put that much, like, merit into what into it. Okay, also, uh, a grandma saying, all while I was growing up, was, a wedding doesn't make a marriage. True. Yes, that is but true. 
her other thing was marry for money, not for love, because love fades and money's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh my god, Grandma. <laughs> and she also always encouraged me to marry someone from a foreign country, so she had a reason to travel, but, you know. Oh, so she must have been really into your high school boyfriend then. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, maybe we just aren't a real wedding Family. We're a very non-traditional kind of family, though. Like, I'll hear my friends be like, my grandma says some racist-ass shit. And, like, my grandma's, like, pretty woke, all considered for being an 80-year-old lady, where, like, you know, I was 14, and she was like, well, my friend got an abortion. My friend smoked weed all the time. Oh, well, when my friends got drunk when I was a teenager, she was just, like, endlessly <laughs> spewing random stories about how terrible of a teenager she was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um... So I did look it up and a vote for the cost of a wedding. Oh yeah, I looked that up too, and yeah. it also made me throw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> right in Canada, the average cost is between twenty-two and thirty thousand. Yeah, that's what I got too, and then America is around thirty-three to thirty-five thousand. Yeah, it's a little bit more. That is a lot of money for yeah, a like one-day party. Like, okay, again, back to say yes to the dress. It is shocking what people pay for a dress that you're going to wear for a few hours. Ever. And then yeah. that's it. And then you get it all custom fit to you. So it's not like you can pass that on to your cousin or whatever because yeah. it is tailor made for your body. And when they go in there and they say, well, my budget is $3,000, and they're like, ooh, okay, we might have a couple that are that low priced. And I'm like, that's $3,000 for a dress that you're going to wear for like five hours ever mm -hmm. in your life. And then yeah. it'll hang in your closet for the rest of your life. That's insane. And that's the cheap ones. People pay just like six, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars for a dress like it's nothing oh, and it's it is shocking. And the the there's this like idea of like, oh well, it's it's your wedding. You know, you have to. It's well, you know, it's like, oh, should I oh I have to, it's my wedding. I have to get that extra, you know. Mm -hmm whatever that super photographer or pay more for this particular venue or this day or this whatever that I want well it's my wedding I have to it's my wedding and then there's also the thing of like if you say it's your wedding oh well then that photographer charges double that yeah cake I, I think the decorator charges like 12 double. times as much sometimes they will charge for some things it's Crazy. insane how much extra they will charge if you say it's for a wedding I've also read things though where people have been like I know that they charge extra because <laughs> it's a wedding so I did not say it was a wedding and just acted like I was planning a party like it was a family reunion or something and whatever the caterer or something found out that it was for a wedding and called all of the other people and was like this is a wedding and they were all like we're gonna charge you more or we're gonna walk and they were like freaking why <laughs> yeah why why what well, does that make a difference if it's chicken for a family reunion or chicken for a wedding yeah like what if you're gonna prepare it exactly the same way what does it matter? It's I know. literally just that you're upselling because it's labeled as wedding. Yeah, like, so it's they just can dumb. <laughs> tack that price onto it, which is just crazy. Okay, speaking of, like, it's weird for you to get wedding dresses, like, super fitted to you, and then, like, you can't pass them down or anything like that, and it's just, like, it's a you thing that you wear for half a day. Yeah. Um, maybe a quarter, usually, <laughs> at most. There's this show where they take a wedding dress, and they, like, redesign it for the new person, but it makes me 
want to die inside. It is so, so bad. Where it's these moms that just want their daughters to wear their wedding dresses and they get freaking destroyed. And like nine times out of ten, the after dresses are hideous, the lining is terrible, the seams are like off-center and weird and badly done. It just, every single time almost it looks like crap. I watched a video of like a... <laughs> vintage wedding dress lady like watching one of the episodes and she almost cried because she was like I hate this so much I would imagine at the end of every one of those the bride's crying because it's ugly and the mother is crying because her dress has been ruined <laughs> sometimes the brides are like trying to be nice and they're like oh it's so like it's simple and it's elegant and I love it and oftentimes the moms are just like oh <laughs> that's what you did to my dress my memory <laughs> also though on the other hand of that um, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding? <laughs> Hilarious on the level of dresses they go to. <laughs> I would want that wedding dress, where you can't even fit in the back of a flatbed truck because your dress is <laughs> yes. so big. Those things are insane! I know. And we I used to watch I... them and like make fun of how bad the dresses are. Every once in a while I have like war flashbacks of that neon green and black dress with the big plain cards. Oh yeah, they don't the go white. I, I think, like... okay, that's one thing that I do like about that though, is like, they don't do the white dresses. Going for traditional wedding stuff, like, with how ritualized it is, just go totally off the wall. Who cares right. anymore? Who gives a damn? Have a man of honor. Go get a black dress. Nobody cares. Do, don't do like Alexis Rose did on Chits Creek and complain about the non-traditional things. Remember when she thought Mutt was going to get her a pear-shaped opal ring to propose to her <laughs> with and she cried? <laughs> I think about that a lot anyways. <laughs> well, and, and isn't it funny too that the whole white wedding dress thing is because people did not used to wear white wedding dresses and then it Queen was Victoria, Queen right? Victoria, yeah. yeah, in like the 1840-ish and she bucked tradition by doing a white lace dress. What I read was that prior to that, red was the common color for a wedding dress. I don't know if that's North America or, or Europe or what, but anyways, but then she bucked the tradition by doing this white dress because mm -hmm. that was a sign of wealth because you couldn't rewear the dress. And, and imagine if it got dirty. What, what would you do if you weren't wealthy enough to right, just to, have another dress? To it's have this dress yeah, that would it, just get dirty and you could never wear it again. And we, everybody's been copying her ever since. Like, this one queen. And it was so, like, wow. I mean, I know it was this massive wedding and everything like that, but... But that was such a... It was such a new concept of, like, whoa, look at that white lace wedding dress that everybody's copied that since. That's just, and then, and then it's become this thing going from a sign of wealth to a sign of purity. Although I would still argue that it's a sign of wealth because you're paying for a dress that you're going to wear once. True. Um, it is weird that like a knowable amount of time ago is when the white wedding dress thing started and we're still like, it's a sign of virginity. <laughs> I know. Jesus said so. <laughs> I don't know. It, it Jesus whispered into yeah. Queen Victoria's ear. Where it's like those memes of like, you know, Jesus whispering in your ear to tell you what to do, but it's Queen Victoria sitting there <laughs> looking through the wedding dress catalog. I'm sorry. That's probably really insensitive to people that are actually religious, but it made me laugh. And then the other thought too was, okay, a wedding just because it's a just because it's a big event and it's been like 
built up as this is the most special day of your life. Yeah. And also, is it really? The potential for is it that... to catch on fire and frickin' burn is immense when you place all that pressure on a single day, man. Well, and is that really the pinnacle of your life? Like, yeah. just a day you get married on, like... Like, eh. maybe I'm overthinking this, but, like, if you're building a life with somebody, why wouldn't the best day of your life be, like, the days you welcome your children into the world? Right. Or, like, the day you move into your first house together, or, like, your last house together. Even. I don't or know. Some, it seems yeah, like there's it a better like, day. Right? Like, yeah. like, like you, you can do a Homer Simpson and do it. it's the best day of your life so far right? kind of moment. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's weird to, like, pin the whole thing on, like, this is the best day of my life. Kind and, of, and, like, that's how you breed bridezillas, right? Like, you're ready right. for a bad time. And then if it's built up to be such this, like this is the day this yeah. is the best day of your life and there's so much <clears throat> riding on it you've put out all your emotions and your energy and your money and your everything else into it like can you really have a good time I mean you're hoping you're gonna have a good time but it would be so stressful and then it's over and now you have to pay off $35,000 in debt fun that you put on credit cards so that you could have this fabulous day and since the biggest stressor on a marriage is finances and you're going in from day one with a big debt. Yeah. That just seemed like awesome. a poor plan. Especially like, a debt that doesn't have long-term payoff. Like, if you're in debt because you bought a house with right. your new spouse... You're getting then, an asset out right. of that. Yeah, exactly. You have a home that you are currently living in yes. and renovating so that you can build a life together. But if it's a wedding, what did you gain out of that? You're just Pictures you had to pay more money for? Like, I just... It's weird. <laughs> And what if you break up before you finish paying off the wedding? True. Like, also, if I had $33,000 to spend on a wedding, you know what I would do? I would spend like $3,000 on the wedding and $30,000 on a bomb-ass vacation. You know how long you could go on vacation for $30,000 right. for? You could have like a six-month honeymoon. <laughs> that would be so much better. Or like a down payment on a house or right. a car or whatever. Like, if you won... Freaking van life, man. Just go get a camper van and go move to the woods with your new wife. <laughs> but if you won like $35,000 tomorrow, mm -hmm. would you be like, sweet, I'm buying a wedding? <laughs> Who says that? No, nobody does. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing, though. I'm sure some people do immediately think that. I guess like, so. If I that is, like, wouldn't, their, but their like, full goal in life. There's that freaking show that was on for a little while. What was it called? Bridal Plasty. That was, that was the one. Ooh, where it was, I don't know that one, it was, but it okay. sounds horrifying. It was horrifying. Okay. It was this reality TV show where all these brides that wanted plastic surgery but, like, couldn't afford their dream wedding and couldn't afford the plastic surgery would go and, like, live in a big brother house together. Freaking nightmare. Oh. I know. Let me keep going. Okay. I've seen a show like this, but I think it was called The Swan. But this was, like, <laughs> eons ago. Like, oh, 15 years I, ago. I think so that it was so based on that. Because I heard about The Swan, like, a couple months ago, and I was like, that sounds exactly like Bridal Plasty. That is weirdly similar. But it was it's, like, they all live in the Big Brother house together, yeah. and they do, like, wedding-based challenges. Mm, like, yes, it's freaking Survivor. It like. And they would win, if you won the individual challenges, you would win a plastic surgery off of your master wish list. Yeah. But you would also win, like, a key piece. You would win, like, your dream wedding ring or your dream dress or whatever. This is exactly the same And show. then if you won the overall thing, you would get, like, your whole master list of plastic surgery and all of the great stuff. And I watched one whole season of it, and I... Oh man, it, I feel like my brain is forever permanently affected forever. I thought, you know what, the the Swan one. I thought they only ever had one season of it because it was so morally horrifying to people. So I'm glad to see they remade it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. Yep. So I mean, like, I'm sure people like that 
where like all they're thinking about is that like they want liposuction so that they can have the good wedding pictures the that they can spend three thousand yeah. dollars on like i'm sure what they won thirty five thousand dollars they'd be like in the wedding budget yes <laughs> right in well do you think people still do like the big weddings because it's a show of wealth even if you don't have that wealth it's pretending to have a show of wealth i think some people do because i've definitely like seen people online that are like the kim kardashian wedding is the only thing i want like they just want to feel like a magical rich princess for one freaking day they want to have like the birthday parties that cardi b throws for her seven-year-old daughter but for themselves like they just want to feel like they can have all that even for if they're just one freaking day yeah, yeah even if you're in debt for the next 15 years it doesn't matter like i know that there are some people that just they just want that. They want to feel like a beauty queen. They want to just, they want to have that day where they just feel like the best possible versions of themselves. And it's like, I get it, kind of, but also like, if you are going to be in debt for the next 15 years, was it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I also looked up like, um, like when weddings first started, like thousands and thousands of years ago oh yeah when when we went from like sort of group living as groups and stuff to actually being paired specifically paired off Mm -hmm. and the reason for it was like we said for the father transferring property of this woman to her husband Mm -hmm. for the purpose of producing legitimate heirs yeah because before that point people were pretty polyamorous in that regard it was just kind of you know it takes a village to raise a child because we don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> we don't know whose child this actually belongs to. Um, so when I was thinking about marriage on my whole, um, the only things that I know about are child marriage and say yes to the dress, uh-huh. my friend suggested, um, what about gay marriage? Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. Gay marriage. Excellent thing to discuss when it comes to marriage because it is not allowed in a lot of places and homosexuality is even criminalized in some places if you practice it. Yeah. So, not great. <laughs> Not super duper. Um, As of 2021, gay marriage is legal and recognized in 29 countries, the most recent of which being Costa Rica, which, surprising, way to go Costa Rica. I don't know why 29 seems so low to me, but it feels like it should be higher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there was a thing on the news not that long ago. I'm trying to remember what country it was that just legalized it, and it was one you would have observed. Switzerland. Switzerland. It was Switzerland, and it's not legalized yet. You will be allowed to have gay marriage starting on the 1st of July of 2022. That was shocking. Like, Switzerland? Really? However, weirdly enough, um, same-sex marriage was first legally recognized in the modern day in the Netherlands in April of 2001. So, like, aren't they, like, really close by? (laughs) Yeah, and you'd think they would kind of be in the same vibe, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but they voted 64% in favor, so it will be legalized in July of next year, and you will be able to have gay marriage that is recognized. Uh, records of same-sex marriage date back as far back as the first century, which wow. is impressive. That is impressive. And it has taken us 2,000 years as a society to go, like, all right. And not even that well. Not all of no. the countries and not even all the ones that are allowing it are even all totally on board. 64%, not that high. Countries that have it legalized, not all the people are into it, weirdly. No. <laughs> here's here's the thing that I don't get. My, like, main philosophy on life is basically do no harm but take no shit. I will never do anything to knowingly, maliciously harm another person, to impede on their rights, to impede on their quality of life, whatever. Good life But philosophy. if they're trying to do that to me, 
you best understand I'm about to throw down. Like, it's I'm not about to take that lightly. So, like, I don't, I don't get it why people are like, you can't get married because I think it's wrong. You yeah. don't have to get gay married if you don't want to. <laughs> I know. I always wonder, why do you care? Well, like, what's going on? Your okay, on, like on the it? one hand, I kind of understand because there's, like, the very wrong mentality that, like, but think of the children. You're gonna make all the kids gay. The kids that are raised by the gays, they're gonna be the new gays. And the kids that aren't raised by the gays, but they see the gays being the gays, they're also gonna be the new gays, too. There's gonna be no straight people left and we're all gonna die out immediately. Like, I know that that's the mentality some people have, but scientifically, we've done studies on this. We know people aren't more gay because they're exposed to other gay things. <laughs> you are exactly as gay or just as trans as you gay. were before yeah. being exposed to other gay or trans people. You might just be more willing to explore those parts of yourself. Like... <laughs> Or open to it being socially acceptable. Like, there's this video of a guy arguing online with a Christian dude where he goes, you can't choose who you love. And he goes, you absolutely can. I made a decision to not love men, and I only love only goes, so you're bisexual then. And the guy just kind of sits there for a second and goes, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... If you don't recognize that you might be a little gay at any point in your life, you might just not recognize it and think, like, it is genuinely a choice for all people because you're bisexual and you chose. <laughs> so, like, when I hear people be like, I chose to be straight, I often think, you're just a closeted bisexual that doesn't really understand that you're bisexual. Like, that's yeah. my immediate thought. That if you did actually choose you who choice, you want to be yeah. with, if you did choose to be straight when you did have same-sex attraction as well, then you're bisexual who's choosing to have heterosexual relationships or pansexual or polysexual or something you you are more than just heterosexual and you're choosing to have only het relationships which is fine but <laughs> you still chose to like you know you, there was still you were a still gay and you were able to choose yeah. because you were gay and that's often just what slips into my head when people are like yeah but i chose mm, did you are you admitting something to the class right now, sir? <clears throat> um, as of 2021, 33 countries have gender definitions of marriage that prevent same-sex marriage, so it will define that one partner needs to be masculine and one needs to be feminine, which... Is dumb. Is dumb. Um, Again, who cares? Genitals do not... Uh, predicate who wears the pants in the relationship, metaphorically speaking, so. <laughs> um, some countries have constitutionally mandated, mandated Islamic law, which is usually interpreted, like most religions do, as being against homosexuality. So in those countries, it's also like, you can't do that, and also it's usually illegal mm. to not, like, you can't just not get married, you also can't have a boyfriend you live with, you can't have a right. boyfriend you go see on the weekends, kind of like, it's banned. It's not allowed, it's banned, you can't have homosexual, whatever, actions, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, the idea of marrying for love only goes back as far as the Middle Ages. Interesting. That was when it sort of came in as a thing, because prior to that it was just strictly transactional for, as stated, legitimate heirs, or as a way of transferring property. Mm -hmm. Because women, again, were property, so they couldn't own property. Um, so, yeah, so that hasn't actually been around that long, the idea of, of a love marriage. I did look up some of fun um, things about um, 
ritual things like okay so the bride giving up her name it's a symbol of surrendering her identity yes fun um okay this one i like bride why bridesmaids wear matching dresses Mm -hmm. okay it's to shield the bride and confuse her exes if any of them show up to try and hurt her or steal her dowry because they're all dressed alike because i guess uh they used to all wear dresses the same as the brides so it's like, which one's the bride? Which one's the bride? Who do I kidnap? Who do I stab? I think Who's I've heard something similar steal? to that before. And it also confuses evil spirits. That yeah, that's the, the one I've heard before about it confusing evil spirits, not about confusing exes. So but, I guess yeah. it's a, like a backwards way of good luck if you're confusing evil spirits and nasty exes. Mm-hmm. But um, also, like, you might hex one of your friends, I guess. Yikes. Well, like you're kind of yeah. taking a risk, aren't you? <laughs> And then the maybe best, you maybe you used to not pick your best friends to be your bridesmaids back in the day. The best man. This one was funny. It was like you don't choose like your your friend. You choose the best man, as in the strongest and the best with a weapon, because your job is to make sure the bride doesn't run off before the wedding, which kind of makes sense if they're being forced into this as part of a transactional thing of passing possession of her from one man to another. This sounds like Dwight reading out his wedding rules on the office. Are you going to be my, whatever, Gutenmensch or whatever he calls it? So his job was to um, make sure the bride didn't escape or, alternatively, to kidnap her if her father didn't approve of the wedding. Uh, So he had to be uh, strong and quick with weapons so he could also fight kidnappy. off enemies during the ceremony. Also so, a little kidnappy. Just a touch, though. We kept that one alive. And then the wedding cake, um, the, the way back tradition was a groom would take a bite of bread and crumble the rest of the bread over the bride's head for luck, and then the guests would pick up the crumbs at the bride's feet to absorb some of the luck. Okay, thankfully that one has been changed into cake because that sounds disgusting. It sounds like you're treating your new wife like a chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mental image of that is really getting me. I'm sorry. So yeah, there was lots of ones like the something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And I guess there's another part of that of a sixpence in your shoe for mm-hmm. wealth, which nobody does that because who wants to walk around with money in your shoe all day? That would hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but the something borrowed, you were supposed to borrow something from a happily married couple. Co- couple so that you would absorb some of their luck into mm. your marriage um oh no maybe uh bella and edward's marriage is doomed then because her borrowed thing was not from someone with a happy oh <laughs> i mean her her parents weren't happily married by the end of that they were divorced that was the start of the first twilight movie um yeah so there are a lot of um sort of traditions that don't have the best origin story but well most of them don't let's be honest with ourselves <laughs> we, we keep it up anyways <clears throat> okay and here's something that i wondered about too do you think that in covid times as we mm-hmm. are now that it's kind of a relief for some people because they're like let's get married now because then we don't have to have a big wedding as per the social pressures to have a big wedding because we're only allowed to invite whatever 10 people and we don't have this big bill that we can't afford and we don't have to do this big thing that we don't really want to do anyways but someone's mother is making them um and they can just sort of slide under the radar and skip the whole deal i mean i'm sure some people are like i'm sure that some people do have like the big extravagant weddings because you know Nana insists on seeing you in a giant ball gown in a church that's 9,000 years old and 
yeah everyone getting served lobster like you know and because grandma wants to see that and she's willing to pay a hundred thousand dollars to see it then it's all whatever right but you know i'm sure that some people are like i am just gonna slip under the radar in my happy little yellow sundress in this courtroom and not do a damn thing okay <laughs> because i've been like i probably would <laughs> Yeah. Like, if I was having pressure to have a big wedding, and I had, like, the out of, well, no one can really have weddings right now, I'll plan the big wedding later, and then just not for plan the big wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do that. I think people should just start wearing, like, blue wedding dresses or purple wedding dresses or whatever, and... I've always liked the, like, ones with black accents. I do, too. I think they look nice. And, you know, just maybe start... I don't even know what different, but start just moving away from the whole... I saw this gorgeous dress the other day where it's like a white dress and the red's like walking down the aisle to her her future betrothed and she like flutters it off and it's rainbow underneath and there's like a white layer over top and it's rainbow underneath all of of it when she like whips it all off. And I was like, dang... Lisa Frank wedding is something I did not right? know I wanted, but now, <laughs> now, now, I now, do. no, now it's the only thing I want. Okay. <laughs> well, because you think about it, like with the cost of it and stuff, the actual wedding doesn't cost that much. Mm, yeah. That's a pretty small cost. If it's just like hiring a person who can record your vows and you know mm-hmm. that's whatever, a couple hundred bucks or something like that. It's all the things that go with it. Like, I mean, the reception, that's a huge cost. If you've got a band and a photographer and dinner and you've got to rent plates and chairs and, you know, all these kinds of things. And a venue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then, of course, like, the dress is a fairly big expense. Well, it can be. I mean, if you're shopping at Kleinfeld, it can be. I think you could get them cheaper elsewhere. Um, But, you know, if you were to just do a wedding and be like, okay, see ya that would not be that expensive but it's having to do this party that is the big that's the big the big expense yep yeah it seems like a lot of things go wrong at those parties people have a lot to drink and there's either like the drunk uncle with the four hour toast or coming back to my big fat american gypsy wedding always fist fights always Always. fist fights (laughs) they like it's like they have the police on call (laughs) somebody shows up and then there's you know yeah. Like, I know it's reality TV, but, like, it is actually someone's wedding, right? Right. Like, they're not throwing a fake one for the TV. Like, I'm, like, maybe they are, and that's why they're having the big fist fight thing. And they're oh, just like, oh, we'll pay all of you a thousand dollars to act as bad shit as possible. But I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I seem like it's always just somebody's going to show up and the groom's going to get in a fist fight and all his groomsmen are going to jump in and then there's a rumble in the parking lot. I did see a thing a while ago where somebody took, like, all of the people that have ever showed up in my Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding and basically, like, made the family tree. And it's, like, all, like, two big families, pretty much. Like, there's not a lot of people going on. So maybe it's just, like... They're all related and they all hate each other. One really insane family that's just... (laughs) They've got... It's basically Honey Boo Boo, but a bigger family. You know, it's just... (laughs) diluted right down so that we can all enjoy it for, you know, bite-sized TLC flavor. It is entertaining. (laughs) I mean... I wonder how much those dresses cost. Oh, thousands and thousands of dollars. Oftentimes in gypsy culture, you, like, if you have a daughter, you start saving money then for her wedding. Like, you know, she comes out of your vagina and you get into the (laughs) bank kind of stuff. Like, that's how I understand it. But, like, the dresses literally cost, like, 
10000 $30,000 sometimes. Because Sandra Trelli, she's not messing around with those Swarovskis, man. Uh, she's <laughs> she Swarovskis it up. She is not messing around with that. And, like, the yards and yards and yards and yards of tool. Like, I can go buy a roll of tool from Walmart for a couple bucks, but when you need to buy freaking 800 of them to make a dress, it fucking adds up, man, okay? Oh, yeah. She's not messing around with how much those dresses cost. And you need, like freaking I don't even know weightlifter belly dancer hips to freaking carry those things around it's insane to look at and the crowns those crowns that I they know. wear too it's like beauty that queen never crowns. really looks good on anybody because they're like two feet tall they're and they're queen falling crowns. off their heads and they're trying to like balance the whole thing on their head and stuff like that That's super cute all right you got anything else there oh I have I have all of the things okay go ahead then <laughs> wow Mira has written a I was gonna say short novel. essay but it's not that short um, studies that have been done on same-sex couples show that financial, psychological, and physical well-being are enhanced by marriage, and that children of those same-sex couples also benefit from having married parents. Mm, okay. So, in those countries where, you know, civil partnership might be the thing, it might not, like, be the best for the kids that are being raised in that. It, it would be better for those parents to be married, and be mm. actually married, and be recognized as being the same as all their you know, for those kids to recognize that their parents have the same relationship as all their straight friends' parents kind of thing. Do you think it's just that, like, okay, we're married, we're more in it, it's harder to get out of, so you're more willing to, like, get through hard times kind of thing, rather than just say, oh, okay, I'm good, I'm done, and walk, walk off? Yeah, I think on some level it's that, like, when you've actually, like, made that kind of commitment kind of thing people just have a more difficult time calling it quits because they like that you know, could be. they'll think about the wedding day they'll think about that like you actually stood in front of a bunch of people and made a promise to work through all your shit right it's a little bit of a guilt factor but whatever traditional weddings we'll, we'll side eye you for now <laughs> Um, marriage being recognized legally and accepted socially are large parts of gay couples being recognized as equal marriages, and legal protections are important in some countries. Like here, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of the same. It's whatever, right? Yeah. But in America, like you might not have the same rights if you are not married to your spouse and you are the same sex. All right, so I can see that being important. <clears throat> yes. Um, oh, good. My opposition section about. <laughs> There's often claims of homosexuality being abnormal, unnatural, or wrong, or an idea that gay marriage and acceptance of gay couples will lead to increased homosexuality in society and kids, or that those kids would be better raised by a het couple. Uh, what uh, I have here is so as not to be tainted by the gay, but <laughs> I wrote that this is what I am, so. That's just like so opinion-y and not based on any kind of fact or data or statistics. These claims are refuted by science. (laughs) Which shows the aforementioned increase in life quality of same-sex couples, as well as showing that this variation in human sexual attraction, totally normal. You would see it in almost any other mammal. Yes. Like, you you do see homosexuality in every other mammal. Mm -hmm. You only see, like, homophobia in one. So, maybe check that out. Um, (laughs) We are animals. Yeah, it's a totally normal variation and not a decision Mm -hmm. that you're making. It's a normal variation in human genetics, and it just happens. Um, Studies have actually shown that uh, children of homosexual couples end up just as well-adjusted as the children of straight kids. And some studies have shown that they might actually end up more well-adjusted than those kids. They might fare better than the kids raised by head couples. So well, well, especially because if it's two men, because of the gender pay gap, they would have a wealthier <laughs> <well>, upbringing. <laughs> um, 
and this made me think about the tolerance paradox about how um you know how oftentimes people want to be against gay marriage and stuff like that the tolerance paradox is basically the idea that you cannot tolerate intolerance in a tolerant society like if you tolerate intolerance all it does is breed more intolerance and you can't you can't allow that to you know prosper because if you let someone be a little intolerant that's not festers that's not helpful to the rest of the things that are going on um you can tell i wrote this is what i am because i have too many things about hetero marriage and culture are weird and gross (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is one of these instances when i'm too gay to function but colored dresses and actually having fun don't seem like big issues to me Oh good, we're back to my ew section. Child marriage, ew. Hetero pessimism, ew. De Beers diamonds, ew. Oh yeah. <laughs> Proof by blood, ew. The garter band thing, big ew. I think that's very weird. That's something that you should do alone in the comfort of your room when you're with your new spouse. Oh, the I don't want the garter. Band? I don't want to see you peel off a lady's garter with your teeth, sir. Oh, I read about the tradition of that. <laughs> Did you read about that? No, I did okay. not want to. <laughs> so it was part of the ritual of throwing the bouquet okay and the ritual of flinging the garter belt okay so way back when the marriage was consummated immediately after the vows oh not like at the end of people <laughs> sometimes oh no um not at the end of the party when everyone's drunk um but like right after the vows and so they would throw the bouquet to distract people so that the bride and groom could leave and then they would come back and the groom would have the uh, garter to fling as notification that it's done. You know, the leaving directly after the vows thing <laughs> reminds me of Duggar weddings. Anyways, <laughs> they basically book oh, it out yeah. of that church so they can go have sex for the first time. They or run. Kiss. They run. Or your kiss. Well, that's pretty much their first kiss, isn't I it? Know, so it they're going to go do a lot more of that and probably hold hands for the first time, yeah. too. Little freaking weirdos. Let your kids hold hands. That's how you end up with freaking Josh Duggar types that never held a hand till they're 19. Some of them were like, okay, go, we'll all stand around the bed and watch here. Like, I'm talking old times, not... (laughs) Not the Duggars. I'm talking, like, the 1200s or something like that. Like, that was a thing to make sure the marriage was consummated. Okay. I was going to say, if you're talking about the Duggars, one, it's weird that you know those intimate details about their sex lives. And two, imagine Michelle's voice while you're trying to do that for the first time. (laughs) I do not know that to be true of the Duggars. Fair enough. Can't speak on that. Allegedly. Um... (laughs) So, thinking about gay marriage made me think about, um, I wonder if trans marriage has ever had any legislation done against it. Like, in modern times, probably. Probably Mm -hmm. there's legislation against trans people getting married in some places that already have laws against gay people getting married. Because why would you recognize trans people as being the gender they identify as Hmm, if you don't recognize gay marriage as being okay, right? Yeah. Maybe I'm off. Maybe some places they do recognize trans people as their gender and Hmm. there's other rules, but correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um... But that made me think, like, I wonder if, historically, there was ever legislation against it. Could not find a definitive yes or no answer. It seemed like the answer is maybe kind of sometimes. Okay. Good answer. (laughs) Um, Depending on how sex is legally defined, transgender and even sometimes intersex people can have difficulty with marriage in that they may not be able to marry their partner depending on the legality of same-sex marriage and how they are recognized. So if you are a straight trans woman who would like to marry a man, you might legally be recognized as a man trying to marry a man, which wouldn't be correct, but you might be recognized that way, and if same-sex marriage also is not legal, then you're kind of shit out of luck. This gets very who's on first. 
Yeah. Um, trying to figure out. The part that kind of got me that I couldn't find a definitive answer for either was, like, I wonder if in some places intersex people can't get married. Like, mm-hmm. if you choose not to identify as either gender and you're, like, can you take, like, a chromosome? Like, I know that you can take a test and be like, I have XX chromosomes, but if you are intersex, would it be, like, you're 57% male and therefore that's it? Like, I don't think it's that broken huh. down. Yeah, so I how know. would you how would you quantify that to be able to tell whether or not they are having a same-sex marriage or a hetero marriage and therefore it's allowed? I don't know. It just seems weird to me and, like, are, can intersex people not get married in some countries? I could not find an answer. It seems like that is not the answer because that seems like just weirdly prejudiced against an entire group of people you might not even know that someone belongs to, right? Like, some people who are intersex don't know that they are intersex mm-hmm. until later on in life, sometimes never. But well, I, this is why it should just weird. be the rules that as long as everybody's an adult, yeah. whoever can marry whoever. Um, and is there of their own free will. Let yeah. me add that. No best man dragging the bride to the... True. <laughs> More consent going on would be nice. Um, so in jurisdictions that don't have gender definitions of marriage, mm-hmm. trans marriage is always okay because they're not worried about gay people getting married. They're not right. worried about straight people getting married. And so they don't care how you personally identify. It's an ungendered definition. And therefore, you can get married to however or whoever you want. Sorry. Um, then I just have written, can intersex people not get married in some places? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, I don't know. In the UK, uh, previously, they would legally recognize you as your preferred gender after two years of mm-hmm. publicly living as that gender. Which, okay. I mean, you can have arguments about if you want. Or I would say most trans people probably know what they're living as for before they start publicly transitioning right. and presenting as such. Seems arbitrary. <clears throat> but after two years of you living as your gender, quote-unquote, you will get an actual certificate, apparently, as, like, your recognized gender and that they recognize you, which I thought was weird. I tried to find pictures of it on Google Images, and I was like, I wonder if this is just looks like a... Is this, like, a Chuck E. Cheese bravery certificate? I just want to know. I like, ooh, I got my certificate. I'm legally this now. Um, but until recently, the UK um, only allowed marriage for head couples and then, like, what was it? civil partnerships for homosexual couples which meant that if you entered a civil partnership before you were legally recognized as the gender you identified as Mm -hmm. you would have to dissolve that civil partnership and effectively divorce your partner to get remarried to them as your like until recently that's what you had to do that's not the case anymore but i thought that was very strange that until like a little while ago that was some sort of upgrade program Like you're taking, like you're taking courses at a college after graduation. Right. <laughs> yes, but I thought that was very strange. Like you have to basically divorce your spouse to That's get remarried to system. them as another. It was very strange. I'm glad they changed that. It seems yeah. seems weird. Um, before same-sex marriage was legal in Canada, only unmarried citizens of Quebec could apply to be legally recognized as like they could only apply to change their gender if they were unmarried in Quebec. Oh. Up until a little while ago, which huh. is also very weird. Like, not... Quebec just had this rule that, like, you could not change your gender, because I guess they kind of had the same idea of, like, if you have a same-sex partnership, then we can't, we can't, like, change that now that you're recognized as a woman, <laughs> legally, and now technically you're in a head partnership. Like, Quebec's very Catholic, I wonder if that has to do with it. It seems, yes, it seems yes that that was probably <laughs> what has to do with it. Um, 
trans, gay, and intersex marriage can have legal issues in America depending on where it is. There are some cases where, like, certain counties will say, like, we won't give same-sex marriage certificates, but, like, there haven't really been any legal issues as far as I understand the places that have done that like haven't had people apply for them in those places so mm. they haven't had to cross that bridge yet yeah but mm. it seems like some people are trying to you can look up maps of like LGBTQ acceptance and laws and regulations and stuff and like map versions of it to see the color coding of America and stuff and how they treat different things in the different states well I would imagine it very like, strange there's, there's the majority of people are not going to want to get in a fight with in a place that's mm-hmm. it's going to be a fight, they'll be like, "I'll just go to where it's the easiest place yeah. to do it and do it there." And, and it's I mean, fine. in some other there's going to be some people that'll challenge it to to start the fight, but the yeah. majority are not going to do that. In some other countries, there's even the thing of like they'll recognize gay marriage if you do it somewhere else. Right. If yeah. you do it here, we don't do that. But yeah. if you go get gay married somewhere else, then you can be gay married here. We don't really care, <laughs> which is a weird stance to take, but whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, what I have here is you can face legal issues in America, though gay marriage is technically legal. Everyone else being human doesn't make other people not ass faces. <laughs> um, the United States also has a independent law system on top of its standard law system, which is the tribal law system. That's a system that exists within reservations and in indigenous oh. groups, and they are allowed to make their own decisions about whether or not same-sex marriage is allowed. And huh. some of them have decided that no, it's not. Oh. So... Feel free to do research on that if you want to. I looked into it a little bit and it seemed kind of interesting, but I do not know enough about tribal law. I would like to know more, but again, not indigenous. Hard to find information about that if you can't go, like, you know, yeah, deal with that stuff. But I mean, I, I didn't really get a vibe as to why they made those rulings. Yeah. But maybe there's a reason. I'm... I'm I'm not sure it would be a very good one, honestly, but I'm I'm sure there's a reason. Hmm. Um, acceptance is very important, obviously. Right. Uh, rates of depression and suicide and suicidal ideation in LGBT plus people is much higher than in cishet people. Yeah. Um, this is often attributed to the lifestyle of being gay or trans being depressing, of it being sinful or bad in some way, and that it. I don't know, drains your life force or something like an old cartoon from the 90s. I have no idea. I have no idea what that mentality is, but there's a real underlying thing of like gay people are depressed and sad because they're gay. The gay drains the happiness oh, from like their a lot soul. Of projection by mm, could be. people. Could be. Um, in reality, that's often due to a lack of social acceptance from friends and family. Once public transition has begun for transgender people, only around 0.6% of those people will detransition, which is when you would go back to the gender that you were assigned at birth rather than the one that you chose to identify as later on in life. Um, People who detransition of that very, very small under 1%, which is of the percentage of trans people who have publicly transitioned, Mm -hmm. so percentages of percentages of percentages, small, 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 countable numbers of people, I would say. Mm the vast majority of those people say that they detransitioned because of a complete lack of acceptance from their friends and family. They were basically forced back into the closet by hatred and were not willing to kill themselves, basically, and this was the other option. That's so, m- maybe maybe think about that a little bit if you have a touch of the homophobia or transphobia in you and or your families. Um, just, just let people do their thing. It's not nice. Uh, acceptance is very important. 
and being gay married is not a problem. Being a trans person in a marriage is not a problem. Don't understand why people have such big issues with it. Um, I also have here written, weddings are insane in America, and then my big fat American gypsy wedding is the note that's taken off of that (laughs) sentence. Um, Diamonds are artificially scarce and rare. Find something more fun, like your birthstone or your favorite color. (laughs) There's beautiful, reasonably priced rings all over Etsy. Like, every once in a while, I'll just go on there and look at, like, the floral wedding rings. Mm. The way they forge those tiny little metal flowers into, like, beautiful little ring bouquets. They're so pretty. And they're, like, 1200 bucks. That's so well-priced for a wedding ring. Like, yeah. the whole, whatever, six months of your salary or something? Oh, that's Buy just ridiculous, house. too. Are you kidding me? Well, and, uh, like, get a... F- if you really are insistent on a diamond, get a fake one. Is anybody ever going to say, oh, I love your ring, it's beautiful, is it fake? No, no one's ever going to ask you that. Don't ask, don't tell. Remember when I showed you those starburst diamond cuts a little while ago? Yes. Those would be really nice in a a wedding ring. Or like there's this YouTuber I follow, Sophia Nygaard, she has a black wedding ring. Oh yeah, I know who she is. So pretty, love it. I watched her live stream today where she uh, (laughs) acrylic pour painted over pumpkins. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 out of 10 live stream. It was great. Um, I have my child marriage section, which is going to be fun for everybody. Um, Gross. Every state except for New York, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Minnesota, and New Jersey allow underage marriage in exceptional circumstances, which includes consent of a parent and or court clerk or judge, pregnancy, the minor has already given birth to that pregnancy, (laughs) Or that minor is emancipated and therefore can make their own decisions. So, not good. Um, <laughs> yeah. In 13 U.S. states, there is no minimum age for marriage. Hinky, Ew. hinky and gross and weird. Yep. As of July 2021, only six states have banned underage marriage. Only six. Mm, that's not enough. That's Thank not you. Good. That's not a good rate. Between 2000 and 2015, over 200,000 American minors were legally married, the majority of which are adult men and underage girls. There's not a lot of research done into adult women and young boys because it just does not happen often enough. Um, And oftentimes the kinds of pressures that those people have are very different, you know, having to give birth to a child versus providing for a household are different kinds of pressures Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's just a more focus, I guess, on the uh, more common pairing of underage girl and adult man, which gross and weird and creepy. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. there was, um, okay, I think they were Jehovah's Witnesses, but I'm not 100%. But anyways, there was like several girls in my high school who went to grade 10, because that's where you have to go mm-hmm. to for by, by law. Yeah. And then over the summer after grade 10, they got married and never returned to school. Hmm. And that would happen to, yeah, several of them. And, I mean, they were not marrying other 16-year-old boys. They were marrying, like, men in their 20s. It's often not other teenagers, which, you know, if if it was, maybe, maybe I could get past it. But the fact that it's the majority of the time adult men and teenage girls is gross and weird and yep. not okay obviously Agreed. um it's it's to cover up sexual abuse a lot of times of yeah. those of those kids um you know if those girls are already pregnant it's because they're being sexually abused by an adult in their life and yep. great and now um, let's make it legal 
these kids might get married off before legally in their state they are able to consent sexually, which gross and weird. Uh, Let's revisit gross gross and weird. Um, (laughs) In some states, those minors can't get a divorce without permission of their parents either. So if your parents marry you off because, you know, your uncle's brother or whatever molested you and sexually abused you to the point where you got pregnant and now you can't get a divorce because you're 17. So you're mm, now problem. enslaved. Mm, it seems like it. It okay. seems it seems that that might be the case. And you also have the issue of you can't get a divorce. And also in America, most women in children's shelters will not take minors. If you're an unaccompanied <gasps> minor, they will not take you. And, that's horrifying. Um, most, not all. It seems like some of them do. And some of them are catered towards people who are escaping bad home situations and are unable to have a parent or guardian accompanying them in these situations or you know they've been kicked out and that that's why they don't have a parent or guardian accompanying them they're not allowed to be near them but oh, seems well, that uh, seems like an issue yeah it yeah. seems <laughs> seems terrible they don't often take you know lone unaccompanied minors though um of the 200,000 aforementioned child marriages between 2000 and 2015 67% of those people were 17 year olds so not super young, but not old enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> 29% were 16, 4% were 15, under 1% were 14 and under, and there were 51 cases of 13-year-olds and 6 cases of 12-year-olds being married. What? I know. I'm like, imagine you have to go get the permission of a judge or like a court clerk or something to go get this done, and you're like, yeah, my 8-year-old is getting married to whatever, this 45-year-old guy I met on Craigslist. I don't even fucking know. It's weird, right? Uh, Yeah. Why is that Um, even being allowed? Those parents should just be investigated, not okay. Yeah, that's a CPS situation, right? Right. not saying that American CPS is stellar, but mm, maybe something. Something. Come on. Vigilante justice over here. (laughs) Um, Some extreme cases. In 2010 in Idaho, a 65-year-old man married a 17-year-old girl. In Alabama, a 65-year-old man married a 14-year-old girl. After that, the state raised the age of marriage to 16. I guess that grossed them out a little too much. Way to go, Alabama. You're the one everyone makes fun of for incest, and you did a thing, I guess. Still not great. It's not old enough, but no. it's older than 14-year-olds being married off to senior citizens, so I'll yeah. take it. Um, the youngest girls to marry between 2000 and 2010 were three 10-year-old girls in Tennessee that were married to men 24, 25, and 31 years old in 2001. What? In 2006, an 11-year-old boy was married to a 27-year-old woman in Tennessee. These are just pedophiles. It seems like, yeah, doesn't ah, it? Ah, gross. Okay. Seems and like... a wired judge is saying, hmm, all right, maybe the judges are also pedophiles, and they're like, ooh, loophole. Mm, it Whoa. seems likely. What reason would they Touching have? Touching back on the Josh Duggar thing, people like to point back to that, like, his parents tried to deal with it and had him talk to a police officer. That police officer was also caught for child pornography, I'd like to remind everybody, so maybe not the best person for him to be talking to about that. Um, In Canada, the minimum marriage age is 16, though our age of majority is 18 or 19, depending on the province. Like, you can't drink here in BC until you're 19, but if I go to Alberta, you can drink when you're 18. That's the age of majority there. But you can get married at 16 without parental consent? You can with parental consent, only with. You have to be the age of majority, but, like, the highest possible... We recorded this for too long, my alarms are going off now. Um... Um, but it's 16, but the provinces and territories can set that minimum age higher if they want to. So some of them have it at, like, 17 with parental permission, which is, like, 
I guess if you're a year younger than the year you could get married at with parental permission, we could kind of let it slide a little bit, maybe. Not great. Not, not thrilled about it. Yeah. Uh, marriage of anyone under the age of 16 is listed in the criminal code book as an offense, and it states, everyone who celebrates, aids, or participates in a marriage rite or ceremony, knowing that one of the persons being married is under the age of 16 years, is guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment of a term not exceeding five years. And it seems like that's the same or similar language to what they use for polygamy. Polygamy. Bigamy slash polygamy. I mixed those words together. Look at me go. Portmanteau. Um, slurring our words over here. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> but it's similar wording for those laws, too. So it's like if you show up and you know what's going on, you know this guy has three wives and this is number four, number five, yeah. number six, then you're just as responsible. You are equally as responsible and you can also go to jail. Um, for 2015, it was possible and legal for children under the age of 16 in Canada to get married, um, only in some jurisdictions and only with parental consent or court, you know, approval, I guess you would say. Um, legal marriage age with parental consent was possibly as low as seven in some jurisdictions and some areas, which made me think about Bountiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think about I think about Bountiful every once in a while, and it makes me just internally cringe. I I don't think you've watched Shameless, but there's a character in it named um, Ethel, and she's like a kid from like a weird Amish farm that wears the weird dresses and has little prairie rolls in her hair and stuff, and when she gets to the foster family that V and Kev are running and they're like, have their first foster kid for the first time, she like strips it down on getting the bed and was like, Master Warren would take me on Tuesdays. And Kev's just like, oh my good lord. <laughs> and like, doesn't know how to process that this kid was abused. And that's all I can think about when I think about Bountiful now is that like, these kids must have been just real messed up, you man. You don't know any different. That's your normal. Um, just for reference for everyone who uh, doesn't want to Google things immediately, uh, Bountiful was a, what was it, Mormon community in Lower BC? I think so. Bountiful is in the Book of Mormon, so I have to assume that it was at least connected in some form to that church. Yeah. Um, but it was a place where they basically married off children to men, and they would have, you know, 37 12-year-old wives kind of stuff. It was yeah. really gross. Fairly horrible. Um... Where was I? Civil Marriage Act uh, in Section 2.2, no person who is under the age of 16 years may contract marriage. So now in Canada, no one under 16 can ask. Like, you, you're oh. not allowed to, you know, you, you can't petition it. for that. You can't You can't request it. It's, it's just not something that would happen. So, whatever. Um, like I said, polygamy and bigamy are also phrased in similar ways legally. Mm -hmm. you, you can't show up to the weddings. You can't know. You can't, you know aid in any of that or whatever you would say um all your previous marriages must be dissolved before a new one can be contracted that's Makes the sense. way it works here in canada you can't get married again when you're separated from your previous spouse and you mm -hmm. can't get married when you have three more wives at home it's not the way it works here seems fair uh no one was prosecuted in canada for over 60 years for polygamy and bigamy until bountiful happened huh. over 60 years of nobody getting charged prosecuted anything for that until they were like Mm -mm. We need to bring Not the, the 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> We're drawing the line somewhere, and this is it. <laughs> so, I guess to wrap up, uh, a lot of weird, creepy things about child marriages there at the end, but, um, yeah. I think if people want to get married, I, 
it just boggles my mind that any sort of state anywhere puts restrictions on who's allowed and who's not. Like, if you're not, consenting adults, and it's not hurting anybody, right? Why, why do people care? And then should we still do it? Should we still have this whole? I don't know. I mean, it's only a weird thing. <laughs> I mean, I get the thing about it affording people certain legal rights and things like that, but uh, yeah, it is a weird ritualistic tradition that we've carried on for thousands of years potentially and And it's weird yeah i don't know i just don't know it's strange that we still have it that we still have it the way we do and that it is still so cookie cutter yeah it is especially considering like yeah i don't know a ton about like other countries marriages but even not knowing all of the like small intricate traditional things it's still like fancy dress fancy place fancy like it's all very like set out like there's never anything where it's like i'm making 30 of my closest friends go camping for a weekend for my wedding like it would be terrible and i would hate you for making me do it (laughs) but i've never heard of anyone doing anything different like that you know like there's just interesting stuff and when people do do different things it's stuff like i'm gonna jump into a lake in my wedding dress and ruin the thirty thousand dollar dress i spent money on i don't know a dolphin's gonna marry me whatever (laughs) yeah I don't know. It seems weird and, you know, like we talked about before, we've never been, like, big wedding people, big wedding planners. I've seen, like, dresses that I've liked, but I've thought about it before and been like, I would not know what to do if I walked into a bridal store. Like, because I like off-the-shoulder dresses. I think square necklines look great on me. Sleeves are great. No sleeves are also great. Spaghetti straps are cool. I like the mock, like, sheer necklines where it's the fake one and it's got, like, the little lacy bits going up or, like, the fake buttons up the back and it's, like, the mesh. But also, mock necks seem like they'd be terrible to wear after, like, three hours, so maybe I don't want that. Like, I have no idea where I'd even start. I'm 100% one of those brides that walks in on Say Yes to the Dress episode and is like, I have tried on nothing and I have 80,000 ideas. <laughs> and a lot of people have, like, really researched exactly what yeah, they want, I, which is I don't at all. I, I have nothing like that. It's like, I would wear a mermaid dress, but I'd also wear a ball gown and I'd also wear a dress that's, like, a short dress and has, like, an extra skirt that goes over it so that it's easier to move around and after the big ceremony. I'm just not pinned down to anything in particular. There's never been a style of dress where I've been, like, I need that. I've never seen an element on a dress where I'm, like, I have to have that on my wedding dress. Yeah. Like, you know, I've never seen, like, a lace detail where I'm, like, I need to have that. I've never seen a train where I'm, like that shape is so great I need to save that to my Pinterest board so that that can be what I do like I've never had that moment and like maybe that's weird like I've seen dresses where I'm like oh that's so pretty I would love to have something like that but like I don't not like all the other options like how do you pick when you're just so like apathetic I guess like I just don't really and like maybe it's maybe it's the thing I said before but maybe this is just a thing I'm too gay to function on and like het marriages just don't make sense to me (laughs) than the way that like a lot of het relationship stuff is just like why are you putting up with that? <laughs> well, and the whole thing too of like um, where you watch on Say Yes to the Dress, where they try on dress after dress after dress. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's pretty, but it's not the one. There's a feeling. I that whole thing, that whole concept, yeah. just is like strange to me. And it's like I get you trying to dress, and you're like, oh yeah, this one's really nice, but where they burst into tears, and it's like this is the one. I can see myself walking down the aisle in this one, and it's just so. Um, it's I've never felt that way about a piece of clothing. I'll just yeah. say like there's stuff that I like, but I've never felt like this is my life altering garment. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot wrapped up in weddings mm-hmm. that are very. It's a lot of money and emotion and um, 
expectation. Yeah, I think older generations too expect a lot of tradition to be put into it. And yeah, and a lot of unhealthy things wrapped up yeah. in it all around. Purity culture, super weird. We didn't touch on that a lot. It's super weird. Let's address that. Super, super weird. Yeah, um, purity balls that you take your 12 year olds to as that an adult just father. So wrong. Weird and wrong weird and wrong. It was weird and wrong when they did it on the Cleveland show, and it was weird and wrong when they did it on King of the Hill, and it's still weird and wrong now. Yeah. Why is a 12-year-old pledging her autonomy to her father? Gross and weird. Uh, very. Alright. Um, yep. Proof by blood. Purity culture. All of it's gross. Not a fan. Uh, (laughs) so... Maybe, maybe we can do away with weddings. And, um... Yeah, I just... Or maybe we could just do something more different. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a good solid um, opinion on what should happen with them but something just feels like off maybe I'll just marry my Indian friend and we can have a lesbian Indian wedding and it'll be like really massive and also I can wear like one of the really fancy langhas and Ooh. just like yeah sauce it up that would be fun I've always I would go to that. I've always thought that those would be like really fun to dance and they look so mesmerizing and flowy and just all like the red and gold and the sparkly. I love the red. Well I guess I'd go to your wedding regardless, but that's true. You are invited. Um, (laughs) You are invited to my wedding. I'd like I'd like to remind you. But like the the red traditional wedding langhas that and like wedding saris that Indian brides wear, gorgeous. Real ten out of ten. Like red being the wedding color with that skin tone. <clears throat> Love it. Wow. Gorgeous. Agreed. All right. Okay. Well, that is that's our, my dream um, dress. Anyways. Dis- discussion on uh, weddings. And I uh, guess that's it. See you next time. Hopefully this was happier even with the child marriage discussion. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Bye.